You know, getting some mixed messages out there. There was a great story from Open Table, the reservation booking platform that came out and said uh, dining, that, that more people are dining out now than they were before the pandemic. But then there was a story from the National Restaurant Association that said their most recent survey members indicate their profitability is down. So are more people going out but spending less? I don't know. Somebody who really knows this business and, and has been in the business forever is Bob Sambol. You know him as the, the founder and maybe more importantly the namesake of Bob Steak and Chop House. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, David. It's great to be here. So it and it's nice to you know have a sense of normalcy out there. But who is right? Are are, are restaurants packed again? Well, I can only speak for the high end restaurants, and I'm speaking for all my fellow restaurant tours in Dallas. We stay in touch, pretty much all of us. Uh, you know, I'm talking about the Nick and Sams and Albernays and Papas Brothers and uh, Nick Botavitas, of course, and. Uh, you know, the high-end places really flourished once COVID, we came out of COVID. What happened was we all got terribly frightened when we can only do to-go orders because there's no way we could ever make money doing that. And um, as as we came out of COVID and we were allowed to open 25, 50, 75, 100%, we saw this incredible pent-up demand. And we were quite surprised by it, except the fact that it has continued. And most of us had record years in 21. But a lot of you, I thought, relied on uh, the business patron. Well, well Exp- we, we expense did. Expense accounts. Well, here, here's, what, here's what happened. Uh, first of all, as we opened up, people from other parts of the country knew we were opened up, so they came here. They came here to do business because they didn't want to do business in New York, California, and Illinois anymore. And the people that were working here, although they didn't go to the office, and these are their own words, they'd say, say to their fellow businessmen, I know you're not in the office, but meet me for dinner. And that's where the business took place. Yeah, yeah. And also, the, the, the regular diners couldn't wait to go out and celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, or anything good that was happening. So yeah, we had periods where it was a little bit tough to operate because you had to wear a mask and you couldn't have certain things on the table and all that. The demand was always there. Are they and spending so, as much money? I mean, are, oh, are, are they? I mean, are they getting cheaper wine with the meals? No, no, exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. First of all, we, we all raised prices because we had to. Um, I have some steaks on my menu that are double what they were two years ago, three years ago. And there is zero um, decline in the amount that we sell of them. And people were buying good wines and drinking good whiskey and, of course, buying expensive steaks. And it, it was just, you know, it's the whole nature of it's the atmosphere that's in Texas, it's in Dallas. Listen, I'm not being political here, but I think that I'm not a political guy. So uh, uh, Governor Abbott did a fine job as far as the restaurant business was concerned. He let us operate. He took it slowly and we were allowed to stay in business. Those poor son of a guns in New York and California and Chicago, my heart goes out to them. Restaurants that were around 30, 40 years are gone 
what about, and, and you know, one thing I think that we were able to do here, we were able to keep the jobs for those restaurant employees uh, who are not skilled, who couldn't go get a job in, in tech or anything else. So the high-end business in Dallas, Texas is great. It's been great for almost two years now. And it shows no signs of slowing down. Well, and, and maybe this explains why I saw with great interest. I noticed that you're you've, you're getting ready to open up a new location. I guess what? Uh, well, you're what six months away from it, but up in McKinney. Tell me about yeah. uh, the the thought process there. Well, I think I got to have my head examined at '68, wanting to go do another restaurant. But I, uh, my partner Dave Johnson, who you know, the Ambridge Hospitality guy, one of and, the best names for a CEO there is. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and everybody. Once you mention that name, people automatically know he's good looking and smart. Um, and him and his partner David Craig uh, have a little development there called District uh, 121, which is about a mile from TPC Craig Ranch, where the Byron Nelson is now. And so uh, that re that area is booming. There's tremendous amount of corporate growth. There's tremendous amount of rooftops. And so I'm going to be opening there. Me Casina is opening there. Common Table is opening there. Uh, so we decided to go up there. You're, um, you know, you're an enigma, and your restaurant is in the sense that on the one hand, it's it's an aspirational place. You know, you have an anniversary. That's where you want to go. You have a business deal. That's where you want to go. But also, you have so many regulars, you're sort of like, you know, the, the local hangout, too. Yeah. You know, one thing we've always prided ourselves on is that we we really take care of our regulars, and we want people to become regulars. So that we won't, when we know they're first time diners, we introduce ourselves to them to say, hey, we're glad you're here. Anything else we can do for you? I have a thousand customers who have my cell phone number who text me their reservations rather than go on open table. And honestly, I never say no. Can you develop never, that in McKinney? I mean, do, you, do you have yes. a built in yes. clientele that's already there, though? Yeah, there is. And I'm going to find myself a, a partner slash manager who's going to be the Bob of McKinney because I can't be in two places and my heart and my soul is at Lemon Avenue. Um, uh, I love being there. And so I'm going to get it rolling. And then that, that partner is going to be um, the Bob of the Bob of McKinney. And that's one of the problems, even though our business is booming, one of the problems we're having is the quality of management that our business is attracting right now. Um, that's why I, I try and go speak at hospitality schools and places like that, because we need good young people who are kind of scared away during COVID. And so we need to get them back in because um, there's lots of opportunities in the restaurant business. So so you are feeling, seeing, especially longer run, some of the challenges from you know finding workers what about the supply chain you you, you alluded well, to the well, fact that you've well, had we, to double we have no we have no trouble finding workers servers where the if you're going to be a server you will want to be a server at box or or a high-end restaurant you're we five days a week we're closed on sundays you work six seven hours a night you can walk home we go home with three to five hundred dollars a night if you're good uh, our kitchen guys, we can afford to pay them what they need to make. 
we have an incredible loyal staff of busboys and kitchen and bartenders. So that's not a problem. I get five people a week looking for a job. Management is a problem. Management has, has we have a little bit of a drought um, and we need to replenish the, the, the so-called well uh, with good people. And uh, the supply chain issue, well, meat got very expensive. We raised our prices. Um, they've, it's leveled off. It's, it's back being sane again. The supply chain issue, oddly enough, enters in with odd things. We can't get forks. We can't get, um, uh, you know, if you need it, God forbid your air conditioner goes out and you need a new compressor, you might have to wait three months and pay three times what you paid two years ago. Those are the kind of things we're experiencing. But as far as food, you know, we have a potato issue right now where we can't get the right size potatoes, but we're still getting potatoes. We can't get, of course, the car- every plate gets a carrot, but a little bit of a carrot shortage, but we couldn't get the right size carrots. But other than that, again, the high end segment isn't the reason why you're getting mixed messages from the restaurant news and from places like that is, the high end segment is a small part of this segment. A lot of the middle and lower ends have m- big corporations that report. They have trouble finding uh, employees. They have trouble in supply chains. But as far as my high, me and my high end buddies, we really don't have a whole lot of problems. We got really good business, and uh, more is coming. When you think think of things like um, yep. Goldman Sachs bringing five thousand people here. And not one of them make under a quarter of a million dollars a year. <laughs> That's crazy. You're gonna you're gonna have to expand yet again. Bob Sambal has been through a whole lot of cycles and always ends up on top. He's the founder and of course the namesake of Bob's Steak and Chop House. We enjoyed the visit. It's good to spend some time with you, sir. Love being with you, and uh, uh, I appreciate your your show and how long you've been on. You're you're a good man, and you do a lot of good things to represent business in uh, North, North Texas. Well, thank you very thank much, you. and you 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 give our best to your your partner, Dave Johnson, too. I will. For more of our Take conversation, care. go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.